Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Good Morning Eastville. If this is your first episode, welcome. And if you've been here before, welcome back, and thank you for being here. Today, we are joined by our Community Safety Director, Johnny Turfer, and our Environmental Compliance Analyst, Simone Blackwell. So thank you both for being here. I'm so glad to have you guys. Um, usually, I'll sort of read short bios for people, but I thought it would be more fun to kind of have you guys introduce yourselves to kind of talk about what you feel is important to you. So feel free to talk about your school background, maybe other cities you've worked at, and then a little bit about what you do for Eastville now. So we'll start with Johnny. Go ahead. Uh, I started out in the private sector and worked there for about uh, 10 or 12 years before I got into government. And I got into government really to level out my pay because I was in construction and it was like this. And I uh, ended up really loving it. And uh, I realized that there's a lot of things we can do better. And that's kind of what drives me is, is being able to do better. Uh, I went to National University, got a degree in public administration, and I worked in Palm Desert for 18 years before coming to Eastville as a community enhancement and safety manager. And then uh, about a year ago, or maybe almost two years ago, I was promoted to director of community safety, which oversees building and safety, uh, community enhancement and safety, which is code enforcement, um, the environmental program, the emergency management program. And then I helped the city manager with the police and fire contracts. Awesome. So on. I studied political science at the University of California, Riverside. Um, and while I was there, I took a lot of classes that dealt with environmental policy, and that's really what piqued my interest in the environmental field. Uh, once I graduated, I went to the Western Riverside Council of Governments, uh, where I worked on a lot of air quality and solid waste programs for many different cities throughout the Riverside region. After that, I went to a waste hauler for a couple of years, and while I was there, I did a lot of waste characterizations for our client cities. These included Beverly Hills, City of Santa Paula, City of LA. And doing the waste characterizations allowed me to do an analysis on the type of waste these cities were generating and determine how I could assist them in meeting their diversion goals. Prior to working at the city of Eastville, I worked at the city of Pasadena, uh, where I managed a lot of grant funds for recycling programs. I also managed recycling events and really just acted as a resource for the community in terms of being more environmental, um, incorporating recycling practices into their daily lives. And now I'm here at the city of Eastville as an environmental compliance analyst, and it has been a amazing journey to be here. Well, I'm so glad that you're here at the city. And I feel like this is like not important to the podcast, but just a fun fact, I feel like we have found out that we're very similar. Yes. Of like, we always like the same exact foods. We always like the same snacks, the same movies, like the same shows. And I feel like the more we talk and get to know each other, I'm like, I, I think you're a great worker, but also I just like that we have a lot in common. We always yes. like share snacks. She'll bring me hot Cheetos. Toasty. Um, Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its. Yeah, we got always a corn. Like have the same stuff. Does she so. have a lot of containers on her desk? No. Oh, okay. No, I keep them in the desk to be oh, okay. professional. Oh, okay. So, but I feel like we share a lot of snacks. We do, yes. So, or like Monday morning recaps of like what shows we watched on the weekend. So, yes. Nice. Thank you both for being here. I'm going to go ahead and start with Johnny. And I know that you kind of talked a little bit about your background, but when you were at your old city, you have always had like sort of a background in what at other cities is called like code enforcement, but here we call it community enhancement and safety. And I know that we, that, that program sort of gets like a bad rap. Like there's a lot of times where people think you guys are out to like, you know, just harass residents or you're always trying to like catch them doing something bad, but that's not really what it's about. And so can you sort of shed some light on like, what does community enhancement and safety really do for the community? Uh, in a very broad terms, it's improved quality of life. 
uh, in realistic, down on the ground terms, it's dealing with uh, violations of municipal, of municipal codes that uh, attempt to improve quality of life. So if you have a neighbor who's got a car up on jacks and got trash out in their driveway and their grass is overgrown, that's impacting your quality of life. You come home and you have to look at that. And, and that's not fair to the rest of the residents in the neighborhood. Uh, it impacts the, the overall feel of the neighborhood. If you get multiple homes that are like that, it can get really bad. And it all starts with small things. And uh, it could be as simple as a broken window or just trash cans out on the side. And so we try to stay ahead of that especially in Eastville. And so sometimes people think that we're out to get them or our neighbor's out to get them or something like that. But the truth is, is that our council is very, it's very important to them that we have a nice, clean, safe community. And so they've empowered us to be proactive. So our officers literally will go through a neighborhood and make sure that all of those type of violations are addressed. And we don't go out there and just start writing citations. We talk to people. We explain to them what the purpose is and why we are doing this uh, and that we're being proactive. And it, it really does work and most people respond well to it. Not all code enforcement does that and that's where the bad rap has sometimes come from. But that is how we approach it in Eastvale and that's really how we approached it in Palm Desert, the city I came from. Um, we're probably even a little softer in Eastvale than Palm Desert. Uh, but it's really an effective way to do code enforcement. You have to spend time with people. You have to talk to them. You can't just stick a note on their door. And, and they don't respond well to that because they just get the note and they don't know that you're really trying to improve the community. What they feel is that neighbor who hates me has done this, right? Or the city's out to get me or whatever. And, and most of the time it's just not true. Once in a while, it is true. Your neighbor is out to get you. <laughs> and we try to address that. And we really, if, if a neighbor makes a complaint, we look at it and they go, is it really a code violation? Is it something we would address if we were just proactively going through that neighborhood? And if it is, then we'll address it. And if it's not, then we won't. So we won't let neighbors create a vendetta using our resources to do that. Definitely. Well, something I've noticed, I mean, both of us sit very close to like the front counter area so we can hear everything that's going on up there. And we have so many residents come in and they're like, like so-and-so put, you know, some type of ticket on my door, on my car, and I don't deserve this. And it's funny to me because I think our sus people are like the nicest, sweetest, kindest people. They're always in City Hall. Everyone loves them. They're so friendly with everybody. But again, because they're doing just like sort of an unfortunate part of the job, I think they get such a bad rap of like, again, being these villains of the city. But they're really the nicest, kindest people. And it's just they're trying to do their job. They're trying to keep the community safe and clean and so I just, I don't know, I think it's good that we shed some light on like, what are they really doing? Yeah, and, and more often than not, when that does happen, what you're talking about is because maybe they weren't home and so we had to leave a notice. We try to talk to people because that usually alleviates a lot of that. Uh, but it's not always possible. People are working and we might go back a couple times and they're still not there and so we leave a notice. Uh, but it is benefiting the community. It's keeping it as a cleaner community and it enhances property values too, mm -hmm. which is important to everyone. Uh, but more, more than that, it's about coming home to a nice neighborhood that's clean and you feel good, right? And, you, and your neighbor's houses look nice and your house looks nice those are good things and that's what code enforcement and in Eastvale community enhancement and safety which is that's why we rebranded it that way it's really to to look at it differently mm -hmm. code enforcement is you must follow the codes right community enhancement is no we want to make the community nicer and that's really what we try to do every day definitely well I would say too I've worked at multiple cities I know all of us have 
And I feel like Eastfield is so clean. It's so beautiful. It's so well taken care of. And I think that's, you know, a big part of that is because of the SES team of they're so on top of their job. And I know sometimes it, it can be annoying or frustrating to get a ticket, but really it keeps the city like this beautiful place that everyone wants to be in. Everyone's like, we want the city to be clean. But then sometimes when we're doing what we have to do, it, it becomes a hard thing. So I don't know, just props to the team for sure. But the next question I want to ask, um, I'll sort of start with you, Johnny, and then uh, go over to Simone. I know that Simone's position is pretty new to the city. You're really the first environmental compliance analyst we've ever had at the city. So can you first touch on what was, I guess, the thought or like the driving force behind adding Simone's position? And then Simone, if you want to talk about what has the position looked like now that you're stepping into it and what has, you know, the last like year and a half or so looked like for you? Uh, AB 1383 and some other uh, state laws that came in before that have required cities to uh, implement certain programs that help with recycling and with sustainability. And so the city has assigned some of that work to various people over the years, and we've never really been able to get it moving fully. And so uh, hiring someone who's dedicated to that, who can really do it uh, and, and understands it, we see a much better program. And I'll let Simone talk about that, but she was she came to us experienced mm -hmm. with environmental programs. And so she has really taken it just in the short year that she's been here and turning it, turned it into a full-fledged program that is functioning. Uh, the state is happy with us now. Uh, we're complying for the most part, uh, I think completely with everything that they have asked. So that was the reason for having Simone come on and, and take over that program. Yeah, my primary focus since I've started here has been to really ensure the city is in compliant with state waste reduction and recycling laws. Um, this includes Assembly Bill 341, Assembly Bill 1826, and most recent, recently, Senate Bill 1383, which is what um, a lot of the state is really feeling, is Senate Bill 1383. This is the way that the state has established a general goal of reducing the amount of organic waste that goes to landfill, but also increasing our edible food recovery. And that's why a lot of businesses and residential customers now are allowed to put food scraps into their green waste cart is because we are aiding the state in achieving that general goal. Um, in addition to ensuring compliance, uh, a second component that I'm really focused on is reaching out to the, the community and making sure that they not only understand what these laws are, but really understand the purpose behind the laws. The truth is, is that we're running out of landfill space and we can't just keep throwing things in landfills. We have to look at ways to make our area, our homes, our planet as a whole, really environmentally sustainable. Um, so we've done a lot of community outreach. We do community outreach through social media, through things like this podcast right here, um, disseminating information at events. And we've even done workshops so that people can meet with the city like me and also meet with their waste hauler. Well, I always joke to people that like you're the backbone of the city, but I kind of do mean that because I feel so impressed that I remember when you first started and within like a month of starting, you were having like workshops ready. You had flyers out there. You were getting us in compliance. And when I used to work at an old city, I had like a small fraction of like helping with getting in compliance for you know like all these different like senate bills and assembly bills and it's a lot of work like it is so much work trying to get an entire city in compliance and i think when you started we had like you know like five percent probably something crazy like that and i was like man she's really gonna have a lot of work to do and within a month of coming in you're like so we have this workshop uh, i have these flyers i have this set up we have these things done so i just feel like so impressed that you're always like you've gotten us so far in such a short time of being here, so. 
After yeah, it, that was a lot of work. It was definitely a challenge, um, but I was really excited to get the city excited about being in compliance and get the community excited about not only being in compliance, but just understanding the reason of why the state is doing this and why we as a city and why we as a region should be doing these things. Mm -hmm. And she started at home because at City Hall, we have those new bins now with all the instructions on the back. Yes. So we have to, you know, the city, we got to set the example. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to do with, with mm -hmm. things like that. No, I always feel paranoid when I'm in the kitchen because Simone will like come in when I'm trying to throw something away and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't throw something in the wrong bin when like someone is staring at me. Like I need to like really be sure. But um, yeah, I mean now when I, I think I was at In-N-Out or something recently and they had like those types of bins, those like yes. three different ones, all our, like at all of our events, we've been having the different bins. And so I feel like we have it like throughout the city now. Yes, it so. is. It's really that? remarkable to go out into the city and go to different businesses and see them being in compliance mm -hmm. and educating their patrons and also educating their employees about these requirements. Mm -hmm. So along with compliance, I mean, obviously compliance is something that we're like always working towards, but do you have any just like general sort of like environmental tips, I guess, I don't know if that necessarily makes sense, but just tips on how we can take better care of the city, tips on how people can be more environmentally friendly or like working towards compliance like individually in their homes. I think my main tip that I tell people is an oldie but a goodie and that's the reduce, reuse, recycle philosophy. It's really easy, I feel like, for people to use that philosophy. Mm -hmm. um, the main thing is, is that we need to reduce what we're sending to landfills. We need to first look at the amount of waste that we're generating on an individual basis or even as a business and really see what can we take out of that, what can we completely eliminate, um, and what can we reuse even before we get to the recycling portion of it. Um, everybody has the power to make a change, and so I really implore everyone to be a part of the change by just making simple changes to your daily habits, whether that's just going from a single-use water bottle to a reusable water bottle or just looking at other ways that you can change your lifestyle to be more environmentally friendly. And I think the nice thing too is it's not that we need all these crazy like lifestyle changes. Like you said, it's just like changing from a plastic water bottle to a reusable one. Like most of these tips are things that are very easily done that we can do to like better take care of the city and the planet. So I think that's something that's nice. I want to transition back over to Johnny and ask, we have a lot of people always calling and emailing and showing up to City Hall talking about, you know, graffiti or potholes or different things like that. So can you touch on, I know how much you love technology and things, can you touch on the easiest way to like sort of report different issues? Yes, you know, this is one of my favorite subjects. Yes. We have an app called My Eastvale. It's easy to find. You go to your app store on your phone and search My Eastvale and you'll get it. And on that app, you can report a variety of different issues. They could be from the things we talked about earlier, like a neighbor who's got junk and trash in front of their house, mm -hmm. but it's also things in the street. You can have a sign that's down or uh, a pothole, as you mentioned, and the system will route that to the appropriate person at the city so that it gets handled. But see, what's even better is that when they go out and look at it, and when they go out and fix it, you're gonna get an additional notification. So you know that we're taking care of it as 
it's happening. And when it's closed, you'll get another notification saying, hey, it's all resolved. And it gives you the opportunity to call us or to report back if, hey, wait a minute, it isn't resolved, right? Because maybe we got the wrong thing. That once in a while happens. Most of the time we get the right thing. Mm -hmm. So it's really a great app with a lot of uh, back and forth like that. But there's other services and features in there. Uh, uh, Graffiti is one of them. But there's also, you can click in and look at the city's website. You can look at getting a permit from the building department. Uh, all those are available right through that app. So you don't have to go to our, necessarily to our city website. You can go to the app and find out all that information. Mm -hmm. Well, I wanted to sort of touch on two more things with you. One, I know you kind of have like a little slogan that you always say. First, can you say the slogan? Well, so like I said earlier that what drives me to come mm -hmm. to work every day is doing government better. Mm -hmm. And so uh, to me, a lot of the low hanging fruit for that is technology improvements. Mm -hmm. We can use different technologies to help us do our better, our job better and to really deliver services better to the community. Mm -hmm. So when I became a director, I developed a little tagline. I said, I'll rest on my laurels when we deliver government as well as Amazon delivers shopping. Mm -hmm. And so I work towards that every day. I'm looking for different opportunities to really enhance our customer experience. I feel like government has long, uh, in many cases, kind of fallen behind in, in this area and not deliver those services as well as the private sector can. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, the private sector has competition and we don't. That's the difference, right? Where are you going to go? You have to go to City Hall. So instead, we should be delivering it the best that we can. Uh, we should be attacking that technology and getting it in and making sure that it's improving the experience to the people that are doing business with us. We have no excuse not to do that because we don't have to fight the competition. And our taxpayers are giving us the funding to do it. Uh, so we need to be doing that and we are doing it in Eastvale. We're working really hard to improve that in the building and safety department. We've uh, completely moved all of our permitting online. So now you don't have to come to City Hall. If you want to, we're there, come on down, but you don't have to. You can just go online and submit your plans and do everything that way and get your permit issued. You can make your payment, the whole thing. We have a new service coming on right now that we're piloting. It's just about to go live. Uh, we've got a few companies that are using it, so we're, it's working. It's called Solar App Plus. What that does is instead of you sit, submitting a set of plans and then waiting two weeks for us to review them and say, hey, here's a couple problems, uh, you go through a, an alternative service called Solar App, and they do an electronic plan review and check, and you immediately get your permit from the city and you can go install the system. Then when our inspector goes out, they're just verifying that you did it according to that system. So now you can literally go on our website, get a permit for a solar system in 15, 20 minutes. Well, I love that you're so big on technology because obviously being a communications person, I am too, that's like my whole job revolves around technology. And that's the reason why I wanted to start the podcast of, I feel like a lot of times in government, you will hear the, oh, this is how we've always done it, or we don't really know how to do that. That's like not really our territory. And I feel like the podcast, I have been fighting to get this for like over a year since I started. Immediately I was like, we should do a podcast and we should do this and, you know, bring in these technologies and softwares. And everyone was kind of like, I don't know. You know, it's like, it's new territory, but I think it's a way to better and easier serve the community. And of course, not every single resident is gonna like listen to the podcast, but even if it's helping a few residents, then that makes it worth it, you know? And same thing for the technology of, you know, maybe some residents, it's not easy for them to come down to city hall and, you know, do the plans and the permits and things like that. And so being able to do them online, it makes it more accessible for everybody. So- Well, about 90% of the people are doing it online already, and mm -hmm. we've only had it for 
fully operational for about six months. Yeah. So people really love it. Yeah. They're and, going after it. And props to your staff too, because I know it's a bit of a like transition yes. to learn something new. But when you're not stuck in the like, oh, we've always done it this way sort of mindset, <laughs> I feel like it really pushes the city forward. Well, so. if somebody says to me, we've always done it that way, that's my cue to know we need to change it. Yeah. Or at least do a good evaluation and make sure it still makes sense. Yeah. Definitely. I think I think your department's always sort of pushing things forward with the technology, especially, which I appreciate. And I always love your little tagline. So, okay. So the next question I want to ask you, which is sort of like our final, like big ended question that I've been asking everyone on all the podcasts is, you know, there's a lot of like misconceptions, I would say, working with government. I think a lot of times we get a bad rap, of course, because people are like, what are you guys really doing all day? So there's misconceptions, but also people don't really know the like the day to day of what each of us are doing. So can you guys each take a few minutes to talk about what does your day to day look like? What are maybe some common misconceptions you feel like you've come across in your time working in this city or maybe other cities and anything you really want to just address to the community? Now it's part of your opportunity. So maybe we'll start with Simone. I would say um, that probably a common misconception is that um, we're only focused on compliance and only focused on meeting the requirement. But really my focus is on people understanding why we're doing it, the purpose behind it, um, how to sort their waste properly. Um, because just to be in compliance, all you need is a, a bin for food waste. But if people aren't properly sorting that food waste and putting it into the bin, then it really defeats the purpose of it not ending up in the landfill. That's what I want people to understand is that I'm here as a resource. It's okay if you make mistakes. Um, I talk to residents from time to time and they're almost like nervous to admit that they might have put something in the wrong bin and, and it's okay. We all make mistakes. Even at City Hall, I, if I see somebody put something in the wrong bin, I just kindly tell them what the correct bin is um, because we don't know everything. and. Everybody isn't an environmental compliance analyst, so I'm not expecting everyone to know everything. And so I'm really here to help people, help people understand it, help people be able to teach other people how to properly um, sort or, you know, how to implement its environmental sustainability practices into their daily lives. Definitely. I feel like, too, I really want to encourage the community because I know you have done multiple workshops and we have so many workshops and you know, in your department, but also in public works. We do city council meetings every week. We have planning commissions. Just, we have so many public meetings and we have very minimal attendance for most things. And I think a lot of times people are saying, oh, well, I didn't know this or I don't understand it. And then we have these opportunities for people to come and we don't always have a lot of attendance. So I would just say like a big encouragement to the community to show up to these things, to get involved. And, you know, it's really easy to learn because you're here with all these resources. Yeah. But people have to put in like their work also, like, you know, you're doing your side and they need to sort of do theirs. So just a plug for the for all your workshops. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> OK, Johnny. Day to day, you know, it's it's it changes from day to day. It's not always the same. Uh, when I was a code enforcement officer and then a manager, I had much more routine. But now things you just never know what's going to come up. And so as a director, I think sometimes you're putting out fires, sometimes you're coordinating and collaborating. You're making sure different departments are working together and that we're all going in the same direction, not going off in tangents. That's a really important part of kind of keeping tabs on things. The, the thing I think the misconception is that sometimes people come to our city with their preconceived notions of what government's going to be like. And so what I want to say to those folks is 
give us a chance. Give us a second chance. Don't look at us like government. Look at us like the people we are and that we're really trying to serve you. And if we fall short, let us know because we want to get better. The only way we're going to grow is if you tell us, hey, I did this and it didn't really work very well. What can we do to fix it? And I will get on board with you and we'll go fix it. Mm -hmm. So give Eastvale a chance to uh, really deliver fantastic service to you. That's what we want to do. And we will. That's yeah. what we're going to do. I like that you touched on that. And obviously this isn't like my podcast, my time to shine, but I just feel like after working with Everton in City Hall for the last year and a half, I can really confidently say that people are just like doing their best. We're all in there. We're trying to show up every day. We're trying to help the community. We're trying to learn and do our best. And we're just sort of stumbling through it. Like some people have been in this for such a long time and years and years. And then for me, at least, like I am very new to the government world and it's only been a few years and I'm just like doing my best. So I think people, they think we're like doing things in this malicious way or we're trying to purposefully like it's, it's always some dark. Kind of controversy or something hidden that's happening. It's not. Yes. I'm yes. here to tell you it's not true in government. Yes. It's just that we're imperfect like other people and mm -hmm. we're working to make it great. And we really are. So just help us do that and we will get better. Yeah, we just need a little bit of patience. But, yep. but like I said, I feel like we all are really working our best. And there's so many people that are in City Hall. They're there bright and early every day. They are working all day. They're there till like, you know, super late at night, especially like council meeting days. Some of us are there till like the middle of the night sometimes, you know, so it's long days, but I think just having that patience and being aware that like we're doing our best, you know, but people are welcome to let us know when we are falling short. Like we need, we need the help for sure. And we need people to let us know, but I'm glad that you brought that up. So the very last thing I want to do with you guys, and I don't know if I really told you I was going to do this, but you might've seen it already. Um, I want to do like a fun, quick, like rapid fire question gets to know you. So I'll, I'll read the question and then we'll have Johnny answer and then so on. Okay. Okay. They're easy questions. Don't be nervous. Chick-fil-A or In-N-Out? In-N-Out. In-N-Out. Okay. I feel like everyone says In-N-Out. I'm sorry, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> We're going to have to like change Find it. a better option. <laughs> I know. Everyone's like, no Chick-fil-A. Okay. Eekvale or Miracle on Citrus Street? Eekvale. Eekvale. Okay. Would you rather sit in the Costco gas line on a Sunday or sit in the Dutch Bros coffee line? <laughs> I drive an electric car. Mm. Okay, so you're not sitting so you in just like sitting. Oh, so you don't need to sit and get in Costco <laughs> gas line. That's and true. I don't like Dutch Brothers, so. Oh, you're, okay. <laughs> I tried it once, I wasn't impressed. I mean, you know, yeah. some, uh, people love it. But that's why there's a long line. It. Yes, no, there is. I'm just not one of them. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Epic Dutch Bros. Dutch Bros, okay. <laughs> Would you rather take a walk in the August heat or the January winds? Oh, for sure, January. Yes, January. January Multiple people have said the August heat. I feel like I'm, mm -mm. I'm like, I don't want to hang out with you guys. <laughs> okay, favorite place to eat in the city? Corky's. Okay, no one said that yet. Luna Grill. I love Luna. Okay, favorite thing about the city? Uh, the people at Eastville, the, the staff at the city of Eastville. You touched on it earlier, and they're just phenomenal. They are. I would say um, the community. I feel like the community is overall pretty understanding of the circumstances and and what we have to adhere to as city staff. And every time, normally when I interact with community member, they're always super excited and super happy just to be getting information or just to be, you know, being guided in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Our residents are nice most of the time. Yeah. Okay, last one. Favorite interaction or memory you've had while working at the city? Oh, man. It's almost four years now. That's a lot. I know. 
lots of interactions in that time. Is it coming to talk to me every day? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I, Thank I you. I, so. I appreciate that that lift. And it's actually true, Molly, because I go home and tell my fiance, Jamie, all about our conversations. And uh, so, yeah, that is one of my favorite things. It might be at the top of the list. It's actually anybody at City Hall. Yeah. Taking a minute and just kind of learning about them and finding out what's going on in their life. Um, we don't we don't waste time at City Hall, but we do socialize a little bit so that we know who each other are and, and we can interact better. It's kind of the glue, the social glue mm -hmm. that is necessary in the workplace. Well, I feel like we always do our like little morning chats. Every morning you come to me or I go to you when we talk. But Jamie, your fiance, she always makes us pretzels and Jamie's my favorite. So I'm glad I'm, glad I'm a little part of yours. My best interaction has been working with um, you, Molly, and Jacob from the Public Works Department to organize the compost and mulch giveaway events. That's something that typically in any other city I would probably have to do by myself. And here at the city, I was able to collaborate with not just one other department, but a secondary department as well. And that was that was just so amazing to have like the collaboration that our city has among city staff is really something to admire. Well, thank you both so much for being here. And thank you to everyone who has tuned in and made it this far in the episode. We appreciate it. And we hope that you continue to tune in. Goodbye, everybody.